It's episode 13. Coach Mack gives us an update on the team and specifically the freshmen that are getting set to arrive. Baseball is back. Coach Mack and I are excited to check out the upcoming Major League Baseball action and Central Michigan Athletic Director Michael Alford stops by. We reminisce about his time in Mount Pleasant and find out what he'll miss most about CMU while looking ahead to his new opportunity with Florida State. Appreciate all your continued support of this podcast. Remember to subscribe or tell someone you know that's passionate about Central Michigan to do so as well. We're available every week on Apple Podcasts and Google Play, along with Facebook, Twitter, and on CMUChipwise.com. And we're back for another week of the Coach Mac Podcast. What's going on? Well, you know, it's just great to be doing it again. And, uh, you know, I still, you know, I, I sit and wonder each week when you're going to get the call from, like, whoever that is, the FCC or something, that says, you know what, you guys just, uh, you, you should stop this. Well, is no that, swear. FCC swear words, is right? That, so we, we haven't sworn or anything well, on the podcast. We've okay, been good well, there. I'm, I'm trying to get my, uh, my, my radio knowledge. I guess who would shut down the podcast, I guess is what I'm wondering. Also the FCC. Okay, so that's you, what you I thought. <laughs> so, I th- so I thought maybe one way or the other they might say, I'm tired of these two guys. Well, we're on for another week, and uh, happy to be joined by again, Coach Mack. What's what's new with the team? Give us yeah. a little update about what's going on up here in Mount Pleasant. Well, just some exciting stuff. We, we've got all our freshmen coming in. Um, it's great to see their smiling faces and, and uh, to see this next wave of uh, eager chips, uh, you know, get going and, and kind of get assimilate, assimilated as to how we go about our daily business and what the expectations are. You know, it's always a crazy time. Uh, you know, I think back to the time my dad dumped me off as a freshman uh, going into football camp and not really knowing anybody. And uh, as he drove away and then those first couple weeks uh, trying to get to know people and, you know, the, the homesick piece, you know. And I think the big thing here is uh, the environment that has been created by our coaching staff and the org- people in the organization really making them feel comfortable, number one, and understand, you know, what are some of the uh, principles and, and core values of, of what we expect while they're here, um, getting them uh, involved with our current players, and then the leadership of those current players, showing these guys the way of how we go about our daily business. I think uh, that that's one of the real exciting times. So you kind of start to feel right now, you know, that, that – that sense of all right we're ready to get started because we're really now this is our team this is this year's team and that's the excitement of getting those freshmen in do you keep a closer eye or or you help the freshmen out a little bit more than than the regular guys that are coming back just because like you said this is all new to them yeah so basically we'll have uh what in essence is about a six-day orientation with the new guys only before they're really starting to uh, uh, move in with, you know, the, the, the start to move towards all the team activities. We actually uh, put them through kind of a six-day, for lack of a better term, daily seminar on everything from, uh, you know, how we attend class, um, the things we need to do academically, your academic support, your financial aids, um, a lot of things that go other than just the game of football, but actually – this is what it's going to be like now to be a college student. How about the new health protocols? Because they're obviously yeah. coming in, in in a new situation with the COVID-19. So how are you making sure, sure. that they're adequately 
prepared for what they're going to be dealing with. Well, and that's something we've actually been covering with them on uh, Zoom and WebEx meetings with them and their parents uh, prior to them coming. Um, our our uh, medical staff and, and uh, people in charge, you know, of kind of the protocol, uh, they've already been um, highly put into uh, uh, words as to ex exactly how it's going to look understanding that the health and safety of these guys in, in our uh, community is the number one thing. And um, so with that, it's going to be obviously different as everything is um, with them. But that part of it is part of that six-day uh, kind of orientation as to what it's going to look like in the meeting room, what it's going to look like in the locker room, on the, on the practice field, you know, all of those type of things as well as what it's going to look like when they're, uh, you know, going to class and, and being a student. In terms of contributing on the field, you mentioned to us earlier in some of these podcasts that you have expectations that a lot of these freshmen are going to step on the field. For you, seeing a freshman come in and kind of get uh, acquainted with the college level and being able to step on the field and produce, what do you think it takes for a freshman to have that mindset and come in and be able to play and be ready right away? Well, you know, I'll, I'll say this. In, an, in a normal year, they, you know, they would have already been on campus now for two, three months and, uh, you know, been ready to roll uh, maybe a little sooner. Well, I think what it does is really for us as teachers now, We've got to do a much better job as a coaching staff, as teachers, to prepare them to where we never want to put them in a situation that they that that you know they're not ready for. Um, we're going to do everything in our power um, to get these guys up to speed, but obviously it could be a little later, and and it could take a little more time because they haven't been here. So um, really, the big piece for us is really now being great teachers and being great mentors and now getting these guys up to speed a lot faster than maybe what um, the normal piece would have been in the past. But with that, um, you know, the expectation of every player in this program is to play. And, you know, it's our responsibility to get them ready and then put them in a position where they have a chance to be successful. And then on top of just getting – you're getting down what you guys want them to do, but then also making sure that they're able to get acquainted with their new teammates. Is there – I know things are difficult right now and you're dealing with different stuff, but is there a way for kind of team bonding so they get yeah. to know some of the other guys during everything that's going on? Well, we've actually done some of that already in our team Zoom and, and WebEx meetings. There um, you go. We, we've actually adapted to that. And believe it or not, like I've said before, these guys are better at this stuff than I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they actually know how to go about it. But uh, most of our players, especially within their position groups – you know, have there? There's at least you've seen each other. You know, uh, be it over video or or whatever it is, and and I think that introduction is has been really good. And and obviously, when these guys were on visits, they they uh, previously met some of the guys on the team, which I think really helps. And and uh, you know, the biggest piece, and and as I always tell the parents, uh, my goal for them to to be here is to make the transition as seamless as possible that doesn't happen with just me that happens with the entire organization being on point with what they're responsible for 
to be able to get that information and make sure they understand. We've been doing uh, twice a week calls just with the rookies um, or meetings over the over the internet um, with just the rookies as well as their uh, WebEx meetings as a team and as a position group. So they've actually been involved with more of that than our veterans have. Um, and so we'll see. Um, it was obviously something new, <laughs> something we right. put together. Uh, we'll see how good we were at it. Well, and it's great to see uh, as we get closer to the fall that everyone is starting to, to come back now, and you, you can bring in the freshmen and kind of have the team together which is something that hasn't been able to do outside of the Zoom and the WebEx meetings. Nice that they'll be back in person. Well, you know, it's interesting. We're actually team meetings, um, you know, because of the distancing and the things that we need to do. Uh, we're going to utilize the stadium and space them out. And then my big ugly mug's going to be <laughs> on that uh, huge board that Michael Whoa. put up there. Um, so, uh I hope none of the town gets scared when they see this, <laughs> but uh, uh, we're going to, that's how we're going to handle, um, you know, those big group meetings. Um, and then each one of those kids will be able to uh, introduce themselves to the team, tell the team a little about themselves while their big ugly mugs are on that big screen too. So I'm going to tell them to comb their hair before they do it. You think it's intimidating just to stand up in a team room <laughs> in front of your teammates, but to be up on one of the biggest boards. <laughs> in all of the conference. I, uh, I, yeah. They'll have no problem needing to speak up no, running through the video board either. That's exactly right. <laughs> so uh, we're looking forward to this. And, uh, you know, the hard part for me is, you know, I just, the, you know, the reason I do this is, is I just I love the players. I love meeting their families and and uh, their guardians and, and uh, the people that are important in their lives. And, you know, when they do come on, it's going to be really hard, but we're going to have to do it that, you know, I'm not going to be able to give them a normal hug that I normally do, you know. Um, but with that, uh, you know, we've all been going through this now for a while. And I think, uh, you know, for the most part, our players have been doing an outstanding job of, of what they need to take care of uh, while they've been here and, and – uh, now we'll just educate these guys. It's kind of become the norm of just yeah. following the protocols. Everyone's getting used to the new, uh, new, new that is 2020. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, I think through our leadership here on our campus uh, with both Michael and, and obviously Dr. Davies and, and our medical staff, I think we've been uh, really ahead of a lot of things as far as what we're doing to, for the sa health and safety of our players. Well, exciting news for the team. And, uh, Coach, I know you're a big sports fan outside of just football. Do we get baseball. Baseball is I, back. I don't have to watch Stratomagic, <laughs> Stratomatic baseball anymore. Um, and I didn't check it this week, but I don't know that we've – the Tigers have made it out of 20 we games We threw that down. away. Yeah, we're, yeah. Opening now we're, day is this week Now it's Tigers. all new. That's and right. we, we get a 60-game sprint. Yes. Um, you know, I'm excited to turn the TV on and – sit down at night and, and, you know, probably even maybe not turn the TV on, but actually listen to some ball games on the radio. There I mean, go. there's nothing like watching a baseball game on the radio, in my opinion. And uh, But I'm excited about that. And then my son-in-law's uh, Phoenix or Arizona Coyotes NHL team is in the playoffs, and they go to their bubble, and, uh, you know, the, he's going to be away from uh, my grandkids and my daughter for a ways, but uh, – we're excited for them and, and for them to get started up. So there's a lot of really good things going on. And, 
And I think things that are going to help all of us, you know, as, as maybe we're able to listen to a ball game on the radio. And, shoot, I understand you're even going to call a game here shortly. I am, yeah. We've got the uh, no minor league baseball, but the, the Lemonade League is a collegiate summer league down in Lansing. So that there's a lot of local guys in the state of Michigan that are playing two teams. And just like the 60-game sprint, they're just going to play 17 back and forth. And how about this? We're going to play seven inning games if it's tied. We don't do extra innings. Home run derby between one guy from each on the team for 60 seconds. Most home runs wins. Well, I'll tell you this. I'd get winded. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure I can swing a bat in 60 seconds. But, but uh, you know, I, I, what a great idea. You know, yeah. you talk about the seven-inning piece. Uh, just a total side note, but it just hit me as we were sitting here talking. I was fortunate enough to go watch the Spokane Indians against the Portland Beavers one year. Uh-huh. And uh, they played the doubleheader. The first game was a seven-inning, and then the, the, the back end was a nine-inning game of the doubleheaders. And uh, it just happened to be, you know, free peanut and cheap hot dog night at the ballpark. There you go. And I'll be darned if I didn't watch Louis Tiant pitch a seven-inning no-hitter Wow. His last time in the minors before he got called up, no one knew how old he was, you know, other than that <laughs> delivery when he would turn and face second base and then deliver it uh, to home. I, I, I did not realize I was seeing history. Yeah. You know? But a seven-inning seven, seven no-no by Louis Tiant. Well, and that's, that's baseball for you, right? You can go to a baseball game, that's the saying, and you can see something different every time you go to a game, whether it be a no-hitter or a, a crazy play or a, whatever it is. Or, or free peanuts. Free peanuts, you know, free hot I mean, dogs. I'm telling you, it, it doesn't get any better than that. It certainly doesn't. We're excited for, for baseball to be back. Coach, I know you're a big basketball fan. Have you caught any of the exhibition NBA games you, that have started up you, this week? You know, um, only kind of staying on top of them. I haven't been able to watch any. I've yeah. been a little busy. But um, knowing this, that, that that the guys are playing, I know, you know, for the most part, all the athletes, no matter what sport it is, you know, we, we grew up competing. We grew up wanting to um, go out and, and do what we do best. And, um, you know, I, I just think it's a great thing. Yeah, I think it's good for, for college football to see if the professional level can set the precedent and come back, do it successfully, and uh, keep those COVID cases down. It's If it works out over the next few weeks, it's got to certainly be good for, for college football as well. Absolutely, and I think it also gives our guys something to look forward to. Yeah, well, it's going to be fun to watch. We're certainly excited to pay attention. We've got a pretty big guest today. You know, we continue to bring on the highest of high-profile guests That's on right. this podcast. On this podcast. That's yes. right. And uh, the the one is, is right here, near and dear to our hearts, right here at CMU. It's Michael Alford, who we just learned is, is going to take another opportunity. But what a great job he's done here at CMU for three years. Uh, we got lucky enough that he brought you in here. Well, he's, he's, he's made a lot of right choices. I'm not <laughs> sure about that one, but he's made a lot of great choices along the way. And, uh, no, I got to tell you, I was excited we were able to get Michael in here. I just, you know, talk to him a little bit more about, you know, the legacy that, that he leaves. And, you know, it's going to be it's going to be impossible at this point to ever replace him. Um, and yet, you know what, he, he's he's made the blueprint what it is. And, and I think he's really left this place. I mean, in, in all jobs that we take, it's our goal to leave it in better shape. Um, and, and we are in truly great shape, and, and I'm looking forward to visiting with Michael. 
Well, let's go ahead and bring him in, Coach. Go ahead with the introductions. Well, you know, I'm not sure this guy needs an introduction. <laughs> I mean, if, if there's a guy that, that has done so much in this community for this university, uh, not sitting behind a desk but being visible, I know one of the things I know our players and, and all the coaches loved is the fact that he was actually at practices. He was out there knowing that he was truly in this for the student athlete. And, you know, even before I bring him in, I just got to tell him, you know, he, he, sometimes guys kind of approach you about a job and maybe sell you a bill of goods a little bit along the way. But the one thing he did with me was, and I really appreciate this, uh, along with his friendship, is he told me the truth, and part of that truth was what a great place Mount Pleasant is and how great the people were and are in Mount Pleasant. And, uh, you know, Michael, you, you didn't shoot me short on that one. No, for sure. Uh, it's such a great community. The people here are, you know, they're so passionate about CMU. They're passionate about following the Chippewas, and it's a really special place out there. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you look at the time that you've had here, and, you know, I think what's really interesting to me is, you know, what starts with when you take a job. Yeah. And then you go through the evaluation phase and the different pieces on that. Kind of tell me what and how you went about that when you uh, got to Mount Pleasant. I kind of hit the ground running, Coach. Uh, <laughs> one thing I've always wanted to do is get out and introduce myself to the community, introduce myself uh, to the staff, to the university, and more importantly, introduce myself to the student athletes and have them really get to know me and know my core values, know that we're going to support them in everything we do, and then share a vision. Uh, one of the first things I also do is sit down with the coaches and every staff and, and say, what is your vision and how do, what do you need to get better? And then it's our job as the administration to provide the resources and those opportunities for programs to grow and to reach their full potential. If you're not reaching your full potential, in my eyes, then we're failing you by not giving you the resources. And that's something that uh, I take a lot of pride in. I think our staff's done a good job is looking at the vision of each program because they're each very different uh, but looking at what that vision is and can we get them there right you know you, you mentioned about um, you know the 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 actual players the student athletes themselves and uh, the impact you've had on them in fact I you know I just think of myself when I came in here I I, I can be honest with you I, I've never seen it where we've got players that actually talk to the athletic director, let alone can have a conversation and feel comfortable about it. How did you go about kind of meeting the teams? Um, I go back, Coach, to my core philosophy, and I remember, when, like you, when we were student athletes, and I go back and I go, I couldn't tell you, one, who my AD was right. when I was a student athlete. I sh for sure couldn't tell you who my president was at the time right. when I was a student athlete. And growing up in this business, being a son of a coach, uh, I said, my philosophy is they're always going to know me. Mm -hmm. And they're always going to know the core values. They're always going to know the expectations I have for them. Because kids want to be held accountable. And they want to know what you want from them and what you they can expect from you. So I think it's very important just to have that relationship be visible uh, well, they're very comfortable. I this probably on the average, I have two kids stop by my office on a daily basis right. across all of our sports. Had Twin Kelly come by uh, just a little bit ago, and we shed a tear together. Um, it's just those relationships that you're going to build for life. Right, and and you know you've done such an outstanding job of that here, and I think what it's done more than anything is I think that 
those relationships have helped the whole athletic department, the whole university, and really in the, within the community that it's okay to have a conversation with somebody, right? right? <laughs> I mean, it's all right. Right. But, uh, you know, I think it was interesting. You mentioned about your dad, and I, I love this because I obviously grew up as well uh, with a dad that, that was a coach and, and that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, you coming out of high school and growing up being a multi-sport guy, which I don't think a lot of people really realize. Right. Tell us about that decision as to what sport you were going to play when you moved on to college and how that went it's it was pretty interesting so uh old school now uh, you got your we actually took visits back then <laughs> right i, got I you. mean old, old yeah. school recruiting yeah. you would take five visits your senior year so uh, my dad and i broke it down and it was football baseball and and uh, he said all right here's what we're going to do we're going to let you take three multi-sport visits two pure baseball visits so Okay, uh, we broke it down, and I said, that, sure, whatever, Dad, let's do that. You know, it's amazing yeah. how you just listen to your dad. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> how that works. said, yes, sir. <laughs> and, um, and I'll never forget, so I take a, uh, take a visit to a Big Ten school, and uh, they offered me to play. They were one of the schools offered me to come in and play both, offering football scholarship and play football and baseball. And I came home, I said, Dad, you know, I, I, I think that's this is what I want to do. I want to go to this school, great education, and I'm going to play both. He goes, all right, I'll picture yourself going across the middle in South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. I was a wide receiver. And he goes, well, I've let you thought about, you know, because I know how much you love football, but you're going to go play baseball in college. Right. Uh, so I signed baseball scholarship at Mississippi State University. Well, and, and, and I listened to it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But, you know, you think about that, too. And, and what a great baseball tradition that yes. was for you going into a place like that. And it. Had to be fun taking our baseball team there. Oh, it was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I played for a legend, Ron Polk, there, who I still talk to probably once every month or two to this day and still call him for guidance. And he had that kind of impact on me, which goes yeah. back to when I look at recruiting coaches. Sure. Uh, one of the key things is that I know the impact they have on the students because I know the impact that, that my coach had on me and still does. So it was really special just to go back and – and meet the same people in the left field lounge that took care of me and fed me after games. Right. And they're still there. And just seeing them, I hadn't seen them in many, many years. And they were so proud uh, of our team. We became the team down there because of the relationship. They were calling us the Chippa Dogs. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the whole crew, we're yeah. playing Miami, and the whole place is chanting Chippa Dogs. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just a really special experience. Right. You know, you think of the time you're here and, and, you know, part of it obviously is, is, you know, our students and our players getting a great education and being part of a great place, but then being able to play in some form of postseason, you know, yes. and, and from a uh, whatever that might be, and, and it doesn't matter the sport, it, it's more the experience, but kind of some of the ones that, that stood out to you over time uh, here that uh, it really like, wow. I didn't know that we would get here, you know, or or I didn't know, you know, that, yeah. that this was this could have happened. And and uh, what what are some of those? Going to the Sweet 16 in women's basketball is really special. Um, and watching that run, it's such a special team, you know. And the, the best thing that people don't realize about that team, they were all from Michigan. 
Wow. They're the whole team. I mean, they're, the whole team was from the state of Michigan. So being able to go on that run and seeing and really had a chance to beat Oregon to get to Notre Dame, but eventually I think that year won the national championship uh, out in Spokane. But uh, it's, that that was really special and the, the, just to watch how that team came around. To watch our baseball team yeah. last year, how they, they came around together and rallied together and put together that magical season. And to see the leadership of Jordan and what he's meant to them uh, was really special. And I'll probably throw a crazy one, but uh, we got a great young coach and Coach Ostrich in women's field hockey. Mm-hmm. And to see what she's doing from a team that had lost, I believe, Adam, 35 in a row that, at that, one that, point. That, that's yeah. tough. Um, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> and to see what she's doing right, right. now. You know, that program's going to take time, but she's just a very dynamic a young coach sure. and to help her and mold her, give her advice. I mean, it's, it's just fun. Yeah. You Special know, I, people. Yeah. And, and, you know, you put such a great, great group together here and in, in the time you've been here, I, I, I don't know what it is, but you've had to go about hiring what, seven, eight. Yeah. A few, few couple. A few. And, uh, and then to see them just come in and, and really take your vision. It's something that's, uh, tells you that that's what great leaders do and uh my hat's off to you for that and uh, well, you know so when i recruited you it's selling you a vision uh, yeah uh, of what we were doing <laughs> yeah and uh, you you told me how nice these trailers were going to be and i'm telling you what they're nice <laughs> so, <laughs> i told you the trailers are going to be nice <laughs> i tell you we're going to miss this but you know part of the legacy obviously put forth and in your background um everywhere you've been you've built mm-hmm. you know Talk about, before we even talk about our new Champion Center yeah. here, talk about some of the things that you've been a part of building, you know, over your career in, in athletics. Well, if you've worked for me, you know I use the phrase hard hats and dust. Yeah. Uh, because I love hard hats and dust because that means we're getting better. Uh, and, that's you know, that's a term I just use for marketing for everything is hard hats and dust. Um, but, you know, I've been very fortunate to work for some of the icons in our in our industry and be at some of the iconic institutions and iconic brands in professional sports. Um, everything from, you know, leading and designing, raising the money for the Galen Center in downtown, a basketball arena in downtown L.A., uh, working on the Coliseum project, uh, being at Alabama and remodeling Coleman Coliseum and working on that end zone project there and come up with new concepts. Which I can tell you up close and personal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, something, that, that's something else. Yes, so. it's something yeah. else. And uh, then being hired, you know, getting the opportunity, getting the call from the Jones family to, to come and, and work on that project. And uh, just being there for that long from design phase to funding phase. Paul Brown Stadium. Yeah. Uh, uh, being with the Brown family and, and being so young, and, but having their trust to go out and do special things and to put that stadium project together is really where I learned um, this. So it's, it's just uh, something always, like you mentioned earlier, go in, evaluate where you can make a difference and go out and do it. Right. Uh, and so many people don't talk about it. Just go out and do it but build things that make a difference and grow programs. You know, I I, – special. Right, and and I got to say this, and you didn't mention, you know, being part of obviously the total facility build at at Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know we could operate out of trailers, and you said, you know what, for three years or two years, uh, 
basically these guys went into a dorm room and and, and ran their offices and and uh, I got to tell you that this transition from the trailers from mm-hmm. the facility into the trailers and now moving forward uh, I thought you were crazy <laughs> all right but uh, it's been the greatest thing all ever right. <laughs> uh, it, yeah the facility we did at Oklahoma is probably probably if people haven't been there yeah. it, it is really special in college sports and um, uh, just the revenue it produces and but more in taking what I've learned elsewhere whether it's the Cowboys or some things we did at Alabama even early on and having those fan engagement opportunities is what uh, really stood out about that thing at Oklahoma and you're going to see that at the Champion Center yeah. I mean the fan engagement opportunities amongst our peers there's nothing like it no no and you're right and 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 the things that can be multi-use in there, mm-hmm. that, that's what I, I, I how you um, put it together. And, I mean, let's just talk. We didn't even have a cold tub here. Yeah. All right? No, we, we didn't. We had the old metal thing that you jump in and and start up an engine. Coach, I know your face, <laughs> so. your first day walking through here when you were staring at me. You should have seen my face my first day walking through here. <laughs> But <laughs> just but, going okay. Now we got we got to get going. But really, what that hydro room's going to do? That oh. it, I mean, we t- we're in I, I asked, century. We I have asked, hydrotherapy. Yeah, I actually asked where it was, and they pointed at the trough. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is good. Yeah. But but uh, you know, for all our sports, oh, all of our sports is going to be able to us uh, allow us to rehab our student athletes. I mean, the underwater treadmills with the cameras, so our doctors can see the rehab of our students. Uh, with what injuries they have, it's just bringing us to the what everyone else in our conference already has, yeah. except for here. Yeah, and um, it's really going to make a difference. Now ours is nicer now. Yeah, it is uh, than all theirs. That's right, um, as it should be. As it should be. Yeah, um, but it is really going to make a difference in allowing us to provide that student athlete experience, and also allow us to get them healed faster and then they're back to their sport as quickly as possible. You know, and then I look even. Uh, at, at your vision of kind of the welcome center piece of it right as as you walk into the building as a showcase not only for athletics mm-hmm. but for more so for the university itself tell me about how that kind of vision came about well one of the things uh, when we first when i came up with this concept of this building um, was to talk about how do we bridge a gap or assist the university in attracting students because mm-hmm. this building is built for two things fan engagement and recruiting mm-hmm. it is it is a recruiting mecca not just for our sports but for the overall student um had tony Voison, who's across campus uh, through it the other day and i mean we're talking about the 20 by 7 inch video wall <laughs> that's push button they're going to use it for campus tours to walk yeah. people in there i mean just the capabilities we have technology wise in this building really sets us apart from all of our peers well and in a thing that you hit um, we are obviously an arm of the university mm-hmm. and it's recruiting but it some people think you know well okay we're talking to a football coach so it's just about football players no no this is about recruiting potential students correct that are going to be chippewas for life yes and uh what a great vision you had there because i wouldn't have even thought about that i said what the heck we need we we don't need that, you know, but then I'm like, well, yes, we do. Right. Right. Um, and, and really, how did you work with campus through all of this? 
Well, that's something um, I take a lot of pride in is I'm going to help campus as much as possible mm -hmm. because I believe our job is to support the educational mission of this university. Uh, however, we do that, but that is our job as an athletics department. So working across campus and working with the different deans and one of the best things that President Davies allowed me to do was be the interim vice president Sure. Uh, during that time for that quarter because I really got to have great relationships with the deans of all the different colleges and got to hear their vision. Uh, so during this process, it helped cut me kind of mold what we were building over here to help their and their priorities. Uh, so you're going to be able to walk in there and you got a student interested in business school. We're going to have a push button screen that you hit business school and it's going to give you the whole layout and really sell. Right. And I'm working across campus right now. Just the videos we produce need to be selling, uh, selling this university. Uh, so, so let's get out there and get creative and innovative and really attract uh, students and the different areas come to Mount Pleasant. You know, I, I, giving you a hard time because you don't have a big enough business card with all the titles that you've carried <laughs> since you were here. But, um, you know, I think that really says so much about our president and our leadership mm -hmm. that really look at athletics yes. as part of the overall student experience. We, we have such a, a great relationship, President Davies, and he has such a great vision for this university and our board of trustees. Uh, really have a great vision, are great people. And, and that's one of the things I'm going to miss is really getting around them and the great leadership this institution has. But his vision to grow this university and to go out and get the best and the brightest really matches what we want to do. Sure. We want to go out and get the best and the brightest. I mean, we all have the same vision. It's working together and how do we bring all the different uh, attributes that we have that we can contribute to each other to be successful. Sure. You know, as, as part of that blueprint that you put together and that we will carry forward, uh, you know, no matter what, I think that that shows such a great piece of a, of a leader and, and, of, and, and as an administrator as you are, are there certain things that, that really were tough to get across? Were there certain things that you know, we're still developing that, that you see as we move forward from a vision standpoint without getting yourself in trouble now, right. all right? But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, as you look, kind of where do you see the future uh, moving forward? Oh, the poor staff Yeah. Uh, right now because they know the Champion Center is not even open yet, and I've been done with that building a year ago. Right. And uh, uh, I've talked to them about the next projects of where we need to be to continue other programs of growing them. Uh, what do we need to be doing in the academic center? I've already blown the Dickenberg Academic Center up and expanding it right. uh, into that room. And I know that project's coming. So we're about, my mind's about four projects down the road right now. Sure. And I'm asking them where we are in those. And they're, they're still trying to get the Champion Center up and running yeah. and, and finalized. So it's, it's just, but, but that's what we need to be doing. Right. We need to have this vision of long-term and set priorities of where we're going to be five, ten years from now and set the processes in to get them done. Yeah. Uh, don't say, hey, this is going to be five. Five years comes quick. Yeah, it does. And we need to have those processes and start that now so we can be there and be completed at that time frame. So, you know, as you, as, as you go about it, and, and I know one of the things that, that I, I really recognize this actually when you were at Alabama was really the idea that, okay, here's a 25-year plan. Mm -hmm. All right. 
okay, yeah, we're maybe building this now, but we're actually looking eight, Correct. ten down the road as to what those things are. As you've kind of looked at, you know, what we have footprint land-wise and in, in some of those type of things, setting that together as far as, yeah, we might be talking about it now. It might not be for 15 years. Mm -hmm. But how do you put that in motion, you know, 15 years earlier? How does that work? Uh, it's, it's putting the um, the vision, mm -hmm. uh, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, of and kind of just looking at it and go, what do we need and what works where? Yeah. And and saying, okay, the, we we need a new basketball uh, arena, uh, not arena, a locker room. Sure. Very bad. Uh -huh. uh, it's it's embarrassing what our men and women are in right now. Sure. Uh, amongst our peers. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that project is something, where do we build it? Well, we need to build something connected to the arena to start over and right. uh, add, do an add-on. And so that plan's already going. I've seen that uh, up close and personal. <laughs> I saw that at the arena at Alabama. Yes, <laughs> yes. and it was a it was an amazing, amazing place. Uh, so it's it's looking at what we do. You know, our story gymnastics program. And when I got here, and they're sitting there in metal lockers, and these these poor women had no showers and yeah. metal lockers, and people thought that was okay. Yeah. And it's not okay. You're talking about a program that's been a 13, 14 straight NCAA tournaments and metal lockers. What we have for them now, and I've been lucky enough to be in a two-storied uh, gymnastics schools at Alabama and Oklahoma, our locker room is better than what they have. That's awesome. What we were able to raise and do now. Right. Uh, just redid a new soccer locker room for our women. So they deserved it. Right. Um, so it's it's taking projects that you, that you know you can get accomplished to have – a lot of fans and a lot of support, donor support behind it, and knocking them off one by one. Right. I know the one thing that uh, that that we're going through right now with some fans and 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 you know what I consider very good friends is uh, we knew this time would come. You know, uh, you know the 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 beauty is is when when you're talented, uh, you know you become wanted and. Uh, to see you go is going to be so hard for all of us. Mm -hmm. And yet, uh, at the same time, we're excited about it because what a great opportunity. And, you know, I think everybody should know it wasn't like Michael was out looking. Right, no. <laughs> the, uh, you yeah. were as shocked as anybody when you got right. this phone call. Yes. Um, you know, I've entertained a couple. Well, I've gotten yeah. a couple uh, while I've been here. Nothing, nothing really was worth leaving this great town for. Sure. Um, and there were power five calls. And it went, it's not better than what I got. Right. Uh, Central Michigan's been great to Laura and I and our family, and Ashley's going to stay here and go right. to school here. So we absolutely love the place. But this one was just kind of stood out. Yep. And you know, yeah. in Florida, you know this organization. It is the premier organization in college sports. Mm -hmm. And uh, – it only comes open every 46 years. That's exactly uh, right. And, and, yeah, that's exactly Andy, right. who's a legend in this business, uh, has ran it for the last 46 years. So uh, just getting to meet the people and uh, really, you know, it was a process. Um, and the president was very involved with me from Florida State. And, uh, you know, the, there's a vision there, and they need somebody to, to come in. And uh, they have a vision, but they need somebody to come in and, put the processes in right. and, and put that vision together for what that stadium and they're building a new football. They want to build a new football complex. They want to build this new 
area, and uh, it's pretty uh, interesting concept what they have going on. Well, it's going to be fun for you to go shake some new trees. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be interesting, <laughs> and and, uh, and yet you know what I I, I I don't look at this at all in any way, shape, or form. It's really you know yeah, it's a loss, but really not because of the blueprint that you've put into place and what you've right. done here um, is something that I consider a legacy. And uh, well, thank you. That means so much, I think, to us. Uh, to the people of Mount Pleasant, to the Chippewa fans, uh, what you've done from a vision standpoint and now set the standard. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as we move forward, we, we've got a lot of things to look back on, and, and now we have the vision um, as, as we move forward. Kind of as a last thing, is there really, is there anything you want to tell the people all 12 of them that are listening right now uh that that uh you know won't get us kicked off the podcast right, right. Yeah, okay right. we got to make sure we qualify that right adam but uh anything you'd kind of like to add about uh, your time or whatever uh just the special relationships we've developed uh not only in the community but in the state and and across the country uh going down to Na all the alums we have in Naples Florida that's right yeah the special people we've met who are living down there that are Chippewas and just uh, you know from the Canines to the O'Donnells out in Arizona I mean just the sp Ronnie Z yeah I mean, how you know uh, <laughs> just love Ronnie Z oh, my I mean goodness. my name uh, my yeah. job's name he asked me by the way if that job's going if that title's going to Florida State yeah, yeah it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> he goes is that just care I bought that does that just carry over it's supposed to go wherever you go I want to see him spell it on your new business card okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're just going to miss the people and the, the coaching relationships we have. And But you know me, most of all, it's going to be the student-athletes. Yeah. Um, just the, the friendships I've developed with them while Laura and I have been here has just been special. Yeah. Well, you know, I've just got to say this for all the chips out there is uh, more than anything. Uh, well, I'll say it personally because I thought you were nuts when you asked me to come here. And uh, I can't tell you how happy I am, right. Karen and I are, uh, that I listened to your stuff. All right. Mm -hmm. It might have been uh, it the was only a good sales pitch. Yeah, it was pretty good. I can see how you can get that thing built. <laughs> but, uh, no, just I want to say thank you for including us into this family. And, and really for all the chips out there, you know, it, it it's more of a celebration of where you've taken us as an athletic department. Uh, your relationships that you've built and how that's going to help us, you know, move forward uh, as we look to the future. So more than anything, I just want to say thank you. Oh, sa same here. Yeah. Uh, thank everyone. Uh, we'll always be Chippewas. Yeah. The, oh, there's no doubt about it. And one thing I do know about this guy, he'll be sitting there on his phone, on his computer, on his yeah. whatever. He'll be watching every event. Uh, you know, when I'd go over to his house and I'd say, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm watching, you know, one of our sporting events, on, you know, and I'm like, well, how do you keep up with all this? So um, that that's something that, that uh, I know is really special. But, uh, Michael, uh, to you, Laura, and the kids, and, uh, well-deserved in uh, what you've done for this place. Uh, you know what? Someday they're going to put a statue of you out there with uh, <laughs> with Roy and, and Herb because uh, it will be well-deserved. But thank you. Thank you. All right. Special thanks to Michael Alford coming on here and joining us, Coach Mack. I mean, you nailed it throughout the interview, but what an impact he's had uh, on this university, and we certainly wish him the best as he moves forward with that next opportunity. But 
he set you up and many other uh, of the programs here for great success down the road here in Mount Pleasant. No doubt, and, they, and that's what great leaders do. Uh, they come in, they build, um, they educate, and they leave it better than when they came in, and there is no doubt about that in any way, shape, or form, and, and uh, you know, that that's why he's in such demand, and, and that's, uh, that's the neat thing about athletics is now we uh, move forward and, and meet someone new, and... Uh, you know, help them be as successful as we can. Now, he didn't mention that he'd be missing the winters up here. Were you surprised <laughs> that he didn't mention how he's going to be leaving those wonderful winters to well, go down south? So you didn't go by that garage sale the other day <laughs> and see all those parkas that were in the oh. garage? Yeah, I mean, he's setting up, man. There, 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 are a lot, there are a lot of thick boots and jackets that are going to be sitting in that garage sale. No snow down in Florida. <laughs> no. I mean, I know there's a lot of sunshine, but I think yeah. you're going to miss some of the snow and all the greatness up here in the in the great state of Michigan, right? No doubt about it, but I'm sure he can always come back because you know this. There's going to be a lot of people here that are going to be inviting him back, and, and he'll get an opportunity to get his taste and then go back to the sunshine. I did want to ask you, uh, I mean, obviously you guys had a, a previous relationship before you came here, and that's what seemed to make the connection so natural when he ended up bringing you here to Mount Pleasant. So tell us a little bit about why that relationship has lasted so long over time between you and Michael. Well, you know, one thing is you go through coaching, as you go through athletics, you, 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 you recognize people that you know are going to be successful. And you want to be associated with those type of people. And what I mean by that is somebody that's positive, somebody that has a vision, uh, somebody that's going to back up what they say. Um, and, you know, it really becomes more than anything. And, and probably in all walks of life, it becomes being able to trust. And, uh, you know, I've been doing it long enough and seen both sides of it. And uh, when you know you can trust someone, that's really what it's all about, and I have total trust in Michael. And he's still, obviously, we mentioned this last week, but the fact that he's still going to stay on for another month, he's going to help find that predecessor that's going to have to come in and uh, live up to the filling of what he has been providing to Central Michigan Athletics and the university over the last three years. Yeah, and, and you know, let's face it, those are going to be huge shoes to fill. And uh, yet, you know what, it's an opportunity now to get a new set of eyes and, and – you know, I, I totally, you know, as, as Michael hit on earlier, you know, the leadership of Dr. Davies, uh, his vision, um, we're going to do what's right for Central Michigan. Absolutely. Again, uh, congratulations to Michael Alford. We appreciate all his time spent here in Mount Pleasant as he gets ready to become the CEO of Seminole Boosters down in Florida State. And, uh, Coach, Man, I don't know how we just keep – how are we going to top this guest next week? I don't – we just keep going and going, and the guests just keep getting better and better and better as we keep uh, this thing rolling along. Well, I actually keep waiting for someone to call you and say, hey, that's enough of that stuff. But, <laughs> but uh, um, no, I, as I've said, this has become kind of fun, and, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to next week's, uh, you know, as we as we move forward. Uh, you know, one thing I would like to kind of just say is, is, you know, obviously we heard the word out of Toledo. They've been through uh, some uh, really tough summer, you know, with the player getting shot and, and uh, you know, them honoring him in a, in a name of a scholarship. And then, you know, a guy I consider a really good friend in coaching, you know, he's come and visited me many times at other places. And Jason Candle, um, you know, having to go into quarantine and, 
And, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, hearts are out for them. And, and uh, you know, in the brief time that we have to visit, um, he's, he's doing great and he'll be back at it. But, uh, you know, it just kind of puts it all into perspective and, and just know that, uh, you know, our thoughts are out to one of our competitors is the way it should be. And, and uh, you know, it, but I do know this. He's a, he's a great coach, a great guy, and uh, he'll bounce right through it competitors on the field but we're all teammates in the mid-american conference and certainly jason candle the the news came out on wednesday i believe that uh, he's tested positive so wish him a strong recovery as he gets back to hopefully leading that football team in the fall yeah he'll be back and uh, you know what we'll see him towards the end of the year and uh can't wait for it absolutely well coach i can't wait for next week i uh, certainly hope you have a, a great weekend watch some baseball will you yeah. i know you're a busy man actually but i'm gonna watch it on the radio you're going to um, watch it on the radio. That's right. It, uh, great. And, and I'm just telling you this as you're doing this game here, you know, that coming up, the key to a great announcer, and it was Dave Niehaus. I used to listen to the Mariners quite a bit. And he would talk about watching the game on the radio. And sure enough, they could be on TV, but I was in the backyard listening to the AMs. As I was as a little kid listening to the Oakland A's uh, out of some AM station that had a billion watts that made it all the way to Montana. And uh, it, it, it's something that uh, I know I'm looking forward to just as a sports fan. Absolutely. Just the sounds in the background, even if it's not the announcer, but uh, the concession guy calling peanuts, yeah. peanut, or just the, the crack the, of the, the bat. The crack of the bat. Hitting yeah. the mitt. Yes, That's all right. those sounds make it so fun to, to listen to the game on the radio. But, uh, Coach, have a great weekend, and we'll, we'll do this again next week. Can't wait, Adam. Do a great job as always, and thanks for putting up with me, man. <laughs> you got it. We'll all talk right. to you guys next week. You bet.